0: Hello and welcome to another Comedian's Interview for my blog A Rich Comic Life. My name is Richard Gill and my blog describes my experiences of watching over 750 comedians and counting over the last 45 years. My guest today is the fantastic comedian Lily Phillips. Yes! Hello. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like how we're really you? there it's like you're a real audience member this is so great for my self-esteem how are you you are all
0: right yeah i'm good just at home yeah. you know it's how fun. are you i'm i'm absolutely fine i'm 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 fine I'm, I'm i'm having a field day doing these wonderful interviews i'm so delighted you're here as my guest today, um, the the interview is going to be about an hour long, and it's going to be all about your comedy comedy career. So I'd like to go right back to the start and uh, ask, how did you become a comedian?
1: Hmm. Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the, what's the
1: short version of the story? We
0: now short or long, whatever you want.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was born and. (laughs) (laughs) No, I won't. That would take an hour. That would take an hour. And people are bored enough, so they don't want to hear this shit from me. No, I. The short story is that um, I originally trained as a dancer. So being a comedian wasn't in my plan at all. I never, it never even crossed my mind. And I'm sure if you asked people I went to school with or just or just told them that this is what I was doing now, they'd be like, no, you've got the wrong person. That's not right. She's not funny at all. No. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but, you, but, you know, they, lots of people say, oh, I was the class clown yeah. at school. Like, absolutely not. We had loads of boys in our class. It was like... 25 boys and five girls so they were all being really funny all the time and the girls were just like in the corner just being like look what that boy did he's so funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so it wasn't it wasn't my plan um so yeah i trained as a dancer and i did that for about six years right. and then and then i started a cabaret show with a another dancer friend of mine who i trained with um Cause we were both a bit frustrated with dancing and weren't really happy so we were like let's make our own show yeah. um and, and it was really dance based then um because that's what's how we were trained so there was like tap dancing <laughs> in it and we were singing and Brilliant. it was all like very yeah. theatrical costumes um and then we saw we sort of started to want to do something kind of funny and a bit more interesting and say something we were sort of we didn't know what we wanted to say at first but we wanted to sort of we didn't even say the word feminist or or like empowering or anything like that we just started to create our own stuff and it started to sort of lead that way right and i think we both really enjoyed having that creative control over what we were doing having been dancers and just being told what to do all the time and yeah told just to be exactly the same as the person next to you um this is making me sound like all i want is to just stand out and be special which is probably true (laughs) (laughs) um and then yeah we did that for a while and um then we started writing our own songs and then um then she started a family um, so um, sort of took a step back and then I was like okay can I do this on my own so I started doing it on my own I actually did it in Edinburgh on my own um, for like two weeks Um, and then I, I found basically I was, when I had the stage to myself I was chatting a lot to the audience in between all of the songs that I felt most, and someone said to me, "Oh, you know those gaps? What you're doing there? That's stand up." And I was like, "No, don't be disgusting." <laughs> um, and then I tried stand up, and, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is what I want to do." And then yeah, and it just went from there.
0: Wow! So that what, was long. <laughs> so so no no it's fine. So so what year was this?
1: Um. Oh God, I don't know what year was this. I've been doing it for three years. Well, four years now, including this pandemic year.
0: Yeah.
1: So 2017, is that?
0: Right. So fairly, fairly new, three or four years doing it. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, it was like a blurred kind of introduction to it because I still tried to keep the musical element for a bit. Right when I started doing gigs on my own, I I tried to learn how to play the ukulele, (laughs) Uh, which was really bad because I can't play Everyone's like, oh my god, the ukulele is so easy. It's so much easier than the guitar. And it's It's not. It's really (laughs) hard. It's so small. Challenging, Um, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went around trying to do some of the songs just on this little ukulele, wow. um, and then eventually just scrapped it and just did the stand-up.
0: So were you doing like um, five-minute slots in pubs with uh, taking a friend along, or how how did you come about to actually do the comedy? Was it was it um, uh, were you were you in a theater were you in a tiny pub what what was it because it's um, all experience isn't it
1: yeah yeah exactly and and i think from the cabaret scene that i'd done yeah i i didn't know that there are all these open mic nights like whenever we did our cabaret we usually put on the show ourselves and right. rented a venue and sold tickets and it was all our own kind of thing because it was an hour show that we had um, so I wasn't aware of just doing little bits all around London um, as a way of like working on your stuff. We just worked on the show as a whole. So right. I was introduced to this whole scene. Um, and 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 I think it means you can progress so much um, quicker in comedy and stand-up because it's, I, I, it's just a clearer, purer form of comedy, whereas cabaret, people aren't really sure what it is, what sure, category yeah. to put it in. There isn't... I, from my experience, someone might contradict me, but um, we found it harder. To, we did, because we did that for about three, four years, and I didn't achieve half of what I've achieved since starting stand-up, because there's all these little gigs. Um, but having said that, because I'd reached to a certain place in cabaret, I knew some people in the world that sort of overlapped. Yeah. So I did a gig Um, A stand-up gig before for um, funny women who I'd previously done a cabaret gig with so they knew me and so they booked me um, and I was sort of doing half and half so that was sort of my first gig as a stand-up and then I went to visit a friend of mine from cabaret in New York and um, she She's an amazing woman. She's in her eighties and she's doing stand-up comedy and all kinds of nonsense all wow. over New York, talking about sex and just being <laughs> just, just wonderful and amazing. And she, I stayed with her and she um, basically was like, let's do some gigs around New York. And I wow, was like- what
0: experience that was.
1: It was a baptism of fire for sure. I mean, yeah. I'd literally, I'm, I think it, I was naive though, if I'd have known what I know now about stand-up and how you should progress and right. how many um, gigs you need under your belt, you know, for the experience, I would I would have said no. Right. Um, but she managed to get me a gig at a Gotham comedy club in New York. Wow. And I was there for two weeks and the gig was at the end of the two weeks. And I was like, oh my fucking God, like, what am I doing? <laughs> so... I dragged her
0: around New York. That is um, in the deep end.
1: (laughs) To all these open mics where I just didn't know what I was doing. And I was just doing this little British me. But they like British people. Yeah. So you're already like a little bit further along. They're like, oh, she must be really smart because of the way she talks. So they already think you're quite cool, even if you're shit at comedy, which I must have been (laughs) then. (laughs) Anyway, and then I got to the to the gig at um, Gotham, and I'm like walking through the corridor to get to the gig, right? And there's pictures of you know Amy Schumer and Seinfeld <laughs> on the wall, and I I felt like physically ill, like I might actually just pass out and have to be taken away.
0: Was there not a cameraman the there for you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well,
0: dis- <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Well, they filmed the set. They filmed the set, but but the, the whole show was all about new comics. Right. But they kept telling us that because it's Gotham Comedy Club, um, often f- more famous comedians, TV comedians yeah. will just rock up and try out some new material. Right. And um, they were like, "So this is the lineup. At any point, someone could walk through the door and just do it." Forty-minute set.
0: Right, right, yeah,
1: yeah. So you're all. So you think about my nerves and my (laughs) my state of mind at this point. Calm. I just don't know what I was thinking. I literally don't know what I was thinking. It's the stupidest thing I've ever done. And so, yeah, it's getting to like the, the person, you know, I've waited for about eight people to go on and they've all been really good. And there's like 400 people. The place is full and I, I'm i regretting all my life choices. And then <laughs> yeah. just before I'm about to go on, the worst happens. Uh, no. uh, Jim Gaffigan.
0: Gaffigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've he heard
1: rocks him. up um and starts doing a set and i'm like i can't i just can't take it um but in the end in retrospect it was a positive thing because he just did 20 minutes he didn't take the piss and go on for ages because apparently the week before seinfeld had come and done like an hour and so the put anyone that went on after him like a lot of the audience had left and they just weren't they were just exhausted and he's obviously amazing so they you know laughed out Um, and Jim was amazing but he just did 20 minutes he just wanted to try a few bits but he got the audience into a really great place so in a way he opened for me yeah <laughs> so
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I went yeah. on after and just like lapped up all the like positive energy from him <laughs> so me on
0: two gigs in was like Thanks, <laughs> but of, Jim but of course the experience that must have been amazing
1: yeah it was and I you know I looking back at the video I think I was pretty shit but it went well on the night and people were kind and people were laughing it definitely wasn't a disaster and then I came away with a video from that that I could then use because she was like, You've got to get a video, that's what it's all about. Get a video. So,
0: who is this woman? Oh, she's amazing! You should look her up, you should do an
1: interview with her. She's called Diane De- Forrest.
0: Uh, right, I'll...
1: <laughs> she's amazing. I could talk about her for an hour. She's just <laughs> she's such a wonderful woman. She's just written a book, actually. Right. about oh, her no, life. I I'll
0: check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, what was your um best and
1: worst gig to date probably that one probably Um, that one (laughs) for
0: both reasons (laughs)
1: um no i mean it was it was great at the end i felt like i'd like jumped out of a plane or something afterwards i thought i could do anything um worst gig worst gig was um when again i was really early on and i as you know do a lot of full-on vagina period stuff i love all that yeah
0: that's that's it's fantastic yeah i didn't know
1: (laughs) it's just so relatable (laughs) i didn't know that it was like hack for like a woman comedian to talk about her vagina like i didn't know that people thought that so when i was starting out i just i just went so full-on with all of that yeah yeah um And I think sometimes I totally misjudged, um, like how intense to go, how uh, how soon into your set. You know, when especially if you're just doing five minutes, like you need to ease them in a little bit. Um, And I started one set at it was just an open mic somewhere in London, and I started the set just I didn't say anything and just said I'm on my period, and this guy in the front row immediately said, Yeah, I can smell it.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, if that... Oh. How do you react to that? Well,
1: (laughs) I was so thrown. I was so thrown. And I don't know why I was thrown. Like, why was I surprised? If I'm going to start saying that at the beginning of my set, like, I have to expect some kind of response from the audience. Um, But I was new. So, again, I didn't really know how to deal with someone being that kind of confrontational that early on. And I think that's the difficult thing is if you haven't really developed a rapport with the audience yet they don't know who to side with because I've literally all I've said is I'm on my period and then he's (laughs) made a joke and I'm like oh shit like who's (laughs) I don't (laughs) they might be thinking he's funny and I'm an idiot I don't know what they're thinking because I haven't had time (laughs) so then I got I got angry which you shouldn't do and I muttered some something about pulling my moon cup out and pouring on him and that just made it worse <laughs> that just made it worse and then i found out and then so you know a lot of these open mic gigs yeah you've been to loads of them a lot of the comedians are in the audience yeah
0: yeah
1: um and it turned out that that guy was a comedian that oh, was no. going to be performing later oh. and then i found out whose side the audience were on because when he did his set, the audience just did a, like a communal protest against him and just like,
0: well, there you are like
1: that and just didn't laugh at anything. I mean, he wasn't funny anyway, but
0: of course not. No, he wasn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I triumphed in the end. But
0: the the reason why I asked the question is that, um, uh, the, the whole reason why I wrote the blog, I had a great long list of everybody I'd seen. And, um, Uh, I thought I could um, write about all my experiences of watching them and I've been to so many uh, comedy nights where comedians have to walk out and within a minute they've got to be either original above all funny or very endearing and Mm. your line is extremely original (laughs) <laughs> for that key and, and that's what i like about it it's like it is full-on and it and, and it it makes you listen to what you have to say you know it it's so it it's it's a very good way of engaging with an audience you know yeah so, yeah
1: um, or alienating
0: people well, <laughs> hopefully engaging with them um did you ever find it difficult at all to break through into comedy
1: um it's tricky because because i've had the cabaret experience and the dancing experience out of the three this has been the easiest and i don't want to say easy uh, in a flippant way because it's an incredibly hard career and so much is based on luck and i know so many talented people that aren't be, they aren't in the place that they should be in my view um, but um for me it's been um it's felt like i've been going in the right direction um for the past year or so um and and i've i think also it's because i Realised that it's definitely what I want to do and I'm really driven and motivated. But I th- those aren't just characteristics that I've always had. Yeah. I I have them with this. Yeah. I didn't really have them with dancing. And that's just as a competitive, you know, industry. But I just looking back, obviously at the time I didn't realise, but looking back, I didn't love it and I didn't fight for it as much as I'd fight for this. Um so I don't know, it's up and down, like, it's choices you make, it's being, like, competitions have been helpful, I've been lucky enough to do okay in a couple of competitions, which don't always help your career, but have helped, because certain people have, like, I got an agent, not from winning a competition, but just from one of the stages that I was at, there was someone there that then introduced, it was a kind of domino of um, events that meant I got an agent from it, but... Um, but it, but I don't want to. That doesn't work for everybody um, with with competition. So so I'm not sure. But for me, it's been it's been good and it's been a sort of steady um, moving forward for me. But I mean, there's ups and downs, of course. And most of the time, I question whether I'm even funny and whether I should be
0: doing this. Well, I but
1: I've got enough encouragement along the way that hasn't made me yeah. stop.
0: I I personally think you're very, very funny and what I love about you is your confidence on stage. Um we've we've touched on it before. What what do you like to talk about on stage? Do you have any themes? Do you have any uh, do things come to mind? Do you like to banter with the audience? Yeah, I
1: mean themes. <laughs> <vaginas>. <laughs>
0: Well, there are themed shows.
1: (laughs) But I'm really trying to... I really consciously want to step away from that. Right,
0: But it does
1: always seem to, like, um, land in my lap. Right. Uh, I mean, the whole stuff about my dog, all that stuff about her getting cystitis and the vet saying that she should get a labiaplasty is things that actually happened. So... I got a dog because I was like great I'll have a dog and then I can do dog jokes that are really relatable in general (laughs) and then then this whole thing happened with the vagina so I just feel like it's my destiny to talk about Fanny (laughs) until I die (laughs) but actually lately I've gone into more like I've got quite my comedy's got darker definitely right um the the things I think about a I've, yeah they're quite um, I was going to use the word edgy but I don't want to sound like a wanker right. um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you mean <laughs> yeah <I> mean, so, <laughs> what was that a joke I wrote yesterday was about I mean it's just about death
0: and yeah
1: I did it oh I did a joke about I don't want to actually I don't want to say it because if I don't <laughs> it's really in the beginning stages but it's about yeah. Great Ormond
0: Street so right. that's
1: the way I'm sort of things are going at the moment but maybe that's just because we're in a pandemic and everyone's depressed
0: (laughs) so so it's mainly you would say about everyday life and relationships and everything that happens to you yeah
1: yeah I think it always comes from something that's happened to me um and my and then I want to talk about it on stage partly because you want to talk about it and it's a good way comedy is a great way of kind of figuring out how you actually feel about something and what you're point of view is and how strongly you feel about it yeah and um, so that I think yeah I think it does come from your life but I think yeah. also um it it's you finding the funny in your life and, yes and yeah. using comedy to make parts of your life that might be distressing funny yeah. and light-hearted and and sharing them with others, which makes you feel better, unless you share something that you think everybody else experiences, and then they don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's always a worry. And new, new, and um, writing nights, yes, <laughs> new
0: material yeah.
1: nights. And you're like, really? Is that a thing? And they're like, no, that's not a thing. That's just do you you're do
0: weird. you when, do you when you're on stage? How how do you remember your routines? Do you have a method?
1: Um. No, I I say them um, out loud so right. I'll just walk around my room reciting them um, and I'll do it on dog walks
0: right.
1: um, looking Very like a crazy person but then someone said to me I'll put headphones in so it looks like you're on an important hands-free work call. <laughs> <laughs> so now I do that and I think people think I work in like the city or
0: something because I'm just like always on the phone it's great (laughs) but I'm actually muttering (laughs) minge jokes to myself the reason the reason why I ask that question is that other than this blog I think the most creative thing I've ever done I I wrote a play which myself and my friend put on for comic relief and we we put wow we put three shows on and uh, we got over two grand for them it's this, uh, it's a half-hour play. It's called The Applicant. I might yet take it up to Edinburgh to see how it goes. And Yeah. It's, it, it's basically about me, uh, who uh, comes down to London from Carlisle, which is my home city, and I have a very successful girlfriend, and I can't get a job. So each, each scene is... Um, me waiting in a waiting room to be interviewed and then the interview itself. Mm. And because I'm waiting in a waiting room, I see the audience and I start chatting to them. So I wrote monologues Mm. to set the story up. And of course, the first night I did it, I ran out and I forgot my monologue. <laughs> after, <laughs> the the <laughs> <thing. laughs> after all the rehearsal and everything, but, but yeah. it's fascinating asking the comedians the questions because some of them have notepads, some of them write it on the hand, some of them record, and, and yeah. just got, I'm fascinated how you go from point to point. You know, you must have markers or something. It's yeah. an hour-long show.
1: I mean, I record I record myself all the time, yeah. um, but that's mainly for, <laughs> well, I think at first it was about self-esteem and right. um, getting a real sense of what had actually happened when you'd been on stage, because you can very often come off and decide that it was horrible and they all hated you and they didn't like any of your jokes, and then you can listen back to it and it actually isn't that bad at all. Them, yeah. and they, they there were some bits that they really liked and some, so you can look at it you know a day later and have some perspective but yeah. that said it can work the other way so if i have a really good gig i often don't listen to the recording <laughs> just in case good plan. i got the good complete plan. wrong idea about what happened <laughs> but it can be very useful especially if you're working on something new, or even if you're not, sometimes something will come to you on stage that you yeah, haven't yeah. thought of when you're writing it all out, and you can't remember exactly how you phrased it, and you just need to listen back to that bit and make sure that you do that phrasing again, because sure. yeah, so much of it is about selecting the right words in the right order and, and how you said it that you need to repeat um, yeah. to make that a joke lot of,
0: A lot of um, comedians I go and see who are doing new material, they, rec- they do record... The material, and then they say to me afterwards, uh, I couldn't hear half of that because of your laugh. <laughs> <laughs> have to do it again? <laughs> that's a great problem to have. I
1: think when I'll just put the recorder right near you next time, <laughs> and whenever I'm feeling low, I'll just play it. Well, you're very kind,
0: that's, that's lovely. Um, let's talk more about your um, the competitions that you uh, went in for. You You were a finalist in the Funny Women competition in 2018 Mm -hmm. and also runner up in the Leicester Square New Comedian competition in 2019. Can you describe those experiences for me? Because it must be wonderful to get so far.
1: Yeah, it is, it's amazing. Um, And it puts you in front of um, people in the industry and that's great. So the Funny Women one, I was only a year in. Wow. So I didn't really um I didn't really understand how amazing it was. Um, because I just started doing stand up and I'd just done this competition and um and I think it was only until afterwards that I realised that, that 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 was a great achievement yeah. um to do that. Um but I guess and then after that I didn't do well in any competitions for ages. Wow. And I was like, what's going on? I did this, this one, and I was a finalist. And you start to decide that you're at a certain level, which is bullshit, because you're only, you know, that was only five minutes of material. You've got to keep producing good material over and over again and be consistent. And when you're that early on, like I was lucky in that competition. I just had, I mean, what were there, three three stages or four stages to it so you only have to be good four times in order to get to to the level to the final and so I think I just luckily had four good gigs in those in that competition and ended up where I was but experience wise I probably shouldn't have been there because I hadn't been doing it as long as some people that were in that competition um and then you realize afterwards like to be a great comedian you've got to be good at you know 95% of your gigs you can't have one you know it can't and at that time it was so up and down yeah so up yeah. and down because I didn't know what I was doing like when it went well I didn't know why it had gone well and when it went bad I didn't know and I'm learning even now still just learning how um what that means and how to make sure it doesn't and how to craft things better and so it's not so much of a hit and miss
0: Again, it's all down to experience, isn't it? The more you do, and I think, and I think you have to have difficult gigs to make yourself a better comedian to 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 experience the good and the bad.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, it is horrible at the time. But,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But but it's all, and it's but then it's how you react to it, isn't it? It's. I think sometimes I can come away from a bad gig just feeling so awful. That I then that I then don't learn the right lessons from it, right. you know. So it, you need to have had enough experience to, um, like criticize yourself in a kind way and go, okay, that gig wasn't great, but um, maybe this was an aspect, maybe that was an aspect, and maybe this joke you could just change and move it around and then try it again. But don't freak out. Like <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I'll just yeah. freak
1: out and be like, I should quit. You know, I'm terrible, and that's you're going too far the other way and there's no there's no helpful um things that you can take away from that if you're just freaking out so i think that you have to get used to and that comes from having a thicker skin and not feeling totally distraught each time
0: yeah yeah fascinated um whenever i've seen you you always appear to be absolutely fearless and extremely funny on stage (laughs) Do you suffer from any nerves before you go on stage and how do you cope with them?
1: Um, I don't know whether to dispel your myth or not about (laughs) (laughs) me.
0: Please don't.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, no nerves at all. I feel so (laughs) confident. I'm just having a nap in the green room before I go. I believe everything you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I. I, Yeah, I get anxiety for sure. For sure. Um, But. It gets better and, and, the, and the gigging is, as soon as I'm on stage, I feel very calm and relaxed. I feel yeah, like yeah, at yeah, ease, yeah. but it's everything before that. Um, you know. I, re- I
0: remember seeing you only last year, at Leicester Comedy Festival and we were, we, were in, we were in the front of the queue and we didn't know where to go to the venue. And you were in the bar where the stage was, and I've never seen anybody look so happy or excited. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> you know, and it was like a combination of nerves and happiness. Yeah, <laughs> and you smashed it <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's move on to Edinburgh. I've seen you uh, twice at Edinburgh. I go to the Edinburgh Fringe every year. Uh, i've been i'm very lucky to go I, it's my holiday i go there every, uh, um, every year and i go for a week and i see up to about 50 shows i need holiday when i come back oh my
1: god yeah
0: but it's, but it's the, just the best um, <laughs> you have to
1: have a timetable. yeah sure i've got an excel
0: can. spreadsheet i love doing it i'm very sad um all the shows no everything. but i
1: think that's how you have
0: to do edinburgh <laughs> yeah. as an audience member otherwise you just Oh, you'll just beat. see
1: a show and then and then miss another one and well, then you'll have you just not achieved. can see
0: everything; it's impossible. Yeah. Um, what was your first Edinburgh festival like, and what year was it? What were you doing?
1: Um, it was doing the cabaret, right? Uh, so if you that was the first year I went to Edinburgh, what year was that? I hadn't even I want to say 2013, right? Yeah. Um, and at that point in the cabaret we had uh, a five-piece band with the show (laughs) (laughs) because we didn't understand maths and uh, if you have (laughs) seven people doing a free fringe show you will make zero (laughs) <laughs> once you paid for everything um but obviously it was the whole spirit of edinburgh and, of course um, yeah and yeah. we just fell in love with it neither of us yeah. me and the the girl that rachel that um i did the cabaret with and um, we'd never been even as audience right. members and then coming with this show and this band and it all wow. it was absolute chaos like we had to move our venue right like, There was a flood in one of them. Then there was like a fire. It was (laughs) some religious experience.
0: Yeah.
1: And every time we had to move venue, we had to cart, you know, five instruments, drum kit, like (laughs) across Edinburgh (laughs) in the rain. (laughs) I mean, what were we thinking? It was a nightmare, but you don't think it's a nightmare at the time. You just think it's wonderful and fun and exciting. Um, so
0: so so you were you were experiencing all this buzz like like I was when you step off the train the atmosphere just hits you. Yeah, um, yeah. When when did you do your first solo show?
1: Solo show. Um, well, I haven't done one as stand up.
0: So the latest one, Smut.
1: That would, was supposed to go to would Edinburgh. Have
0: been to Edinburgh because I, I, I'm just having a read here of my next question because I've seen many of your shows. Um, Who Ha, of course, in 2018 was with Stephen Trumbull.
1: Yes, that was a and split you hour. That. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd done the, um, we met during the Max Turner competition, right? which he had won. Right. Um, and I was in the final of. Um, so we, we reconciled our differences and decided to do a show, <laughs> a show together. He he approached me and was like, um, Brilliant. Yeah, do you want to do, do something together? And I think our comedy would work well together. Because he's, I don't know, have you seen? Yeah,
0: because you've I seen Muhar. He's yeah. like, I, I, massive I also saw in like, the Amused Moose final as well. He was in that. Yeah, um, that and, was the year
1: we were doing Muhar. Yeah. Yeah, and we thought, oh, that would be good. Like me, just like dead. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right.
0: He's vagina. Mad.
1: Yeah, and then he's like. It worked Wah! really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we thought that would be fun. Um, plus, he's incredible at flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, come see the show. I don't think it's very good. I'm not very good at comedy. But this I've is got this thing. <laughs> I've got
0: a wonderful picture of me and you on the Royal Mile where um it's raining i'm looking like a drowned rat and i saw you <laughs> grinning and you handed me a flyer and i said oh hello can i have a photo please and you were both grinning <laughs> was i did i sell the shirt yeah you did were I? really here <laughs> and i went oh i'm going i'm going yeah I literally i went on that because i'd seen you before uh, but yeah. uh but i i i i'm think. i thought to myself i'm i'm sure she's playing edinburgh and of course when i saw you i was delighted and i went it was wonderful <laughs> so i saw that and then um i saw you as part of the comedy reserve in the pleasance yeah that was 2019 and that was with um was it Josh Jones was one of them, was Josh it? Jones,
1: yeah. yeah. He's lovely. Yeah. And um Mo Omar. Mo Omar, of course, yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah.
1: Mamoon um, Elagab.
0: That's right, yeah. And and you each did fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, that was great. Are they that it's a it's an amazing experience for anyone that um is at the level that I was at. Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. pay for your Um, Edinburgh experience they put you up in a flat you all stay together and then you have this showcase of your talent basically and um, I mean it it was a tough gig at times I would say because I think a lot of the audience are expecting like on the flyer it says um Joe Lycett did it and yeah, named got all these Jack big White.
0: Things. Yeah, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, but they did it when they were shit, like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <It's laughs> like, now my turn. lower your
1: expectations. <laughs> we're still learning. Well,
0: all, um, so well, yeah, well,
1: sometimes they're a bit like. Mm,
0: mm. Well, all I all I can say to that was um, uh, there was three people with me, three very good friends of mine, and I recommended that show based on you. And, uh, and they loved it they, they, they thought you were the best thing on it um, oh that's nice uh, and then of course I have seen Smut the work in progress hour long show so you've had mm-hmm. a 15 minute segment there and you've had a 20 minute segment with hoo-ha 25 mm. minutes mm. so this is now the hour long uh, first solo show which I saw at Leicester last year and you've done also as well this year online Yes, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, hopefully, when Edinburgh comes back, we will see you there and I'll be yeah. in the front row. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> please, because yeah. with social
1: distancing, there'll only be me and you allowed in <laughs> no, there. <so.
0: laughs>
1: I need someone that's got a good laugh. Well, otherwise it'll I'm, be
0: here for you. I'm here i There's a very funny story. um I went one year and there's a comedian who shall remain nameless. Uh, walked out into this little tiny room and there was myself, my friend and a drunken Scotsman in the front row. Uh, he was in the front row and we were in the middle and the, the comedian bounded out hello, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there's only three of you there. Uh, it's all very good of you. Thank you so much for coming along. Let me buy you a drink. And the bloke in the front row went, no, I've paid me £6. I want the hour. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my
1: God. So he had to
0: do the long show. The show <laughs> must go on. <laughs> so even if it is just me and you, which it won't be, I'll tell you now. Um, no, God,
1: yeah, yeah, that is tough. Um, that is tough. But I'll be at the pleasant because... um oh, the
0: pleasant is The other
1: thing with the reserve is that you then get a slot at the pleasants the next year. Oh, so you'll so be I... in
0: the pleasant when it's when it comes back yeah i mean oh, it was brilliant. all set
1: i was gonna be in um bunker one
0: right um uh
1: seven or something can't really remember i've po- blocked it all out so i don't get too depressed about it not
0: happening well, it, i will be there because uh but Ple- hopefully i'll just whenever <clears throat> yeah. it comes back it will yeah just be the same the Pleasance courtyard is one of my most favorite places in the world yeah, it's so great. It's I saw so many shows there last so year. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Great um, for comedy. Can you describe your writing process as opposed to remembering the stuff? How, um, how do you go about writing an idea? Do you think of it straight away and write it down? Do you um, try and create things? How do you go about writing? Um,
1: usually I'll think of something and then... Write it in my notes on my phone. Right. Uh, And then at another stage, I'll write it in a notebook or um, on my computer. At some point, I'll tell it to my boyfriend, who will tell me that it's not funny. Usually,
0: (laughs) he's your number one fan, I would guess. (laughs) He
1: is sick of it. He's sick to death.
0: (laughs) I'm sure that's not true. But I mean,
1: because at the beginning, you have to take, you have to do the bringer gigs. He had to come to so many gigs. Yeah. That I really, I think, put him off the whole
0: thing. <laughs> and <laughs> I've, now, I've when been, I do a good gig, I've been the bringer every time. They always ask me to go along, and I'm sick of hearing half of it. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's the thing because you're you're bringing someone to what a lot of the time will be a shit gig <laughs> because that's not everybody there true, is just but, yeah. starting, which yeah. is why it's a bringer gig. Um, and it goes on for hours <laughs> can't till midnight and <laughs> he's just like scowling at me. Like. <laughs> and you lose so many friends because once I ran out of um, sympathy from him, I had to use other friends. Yeah, and yeah. It's awful because you don't actually want them to see you when you're at that stage. You want, you know, because then they just decide that you're shit at comedy. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm good. I just needed to do some practice.
0: But that's yeah. the thing about comedy—you have to practice in front of people, which is cruel. Uh, I tell you, it's—I've got you've got my utmost respect because it is the hardest <laughs> thing in the world to do. I call my my blog is an enthuse. That's what I, that's what I that's mm. what I wanted to be. My brother put a very kind testimonial in it for me. And he says Richie's blog is more of an enthuse than a review or a or a diary or a report. Yeah, that's what was so lovely because,
1: though. You, you just yeah. love it, and yeah, that's yeah, so clear. Yeah. And it's so nice. That's why yeah. a lot of comedy um, scene is is lovely because yeah. when there are people like you that go to lots of gigs, it really yeah. It's nice to have that with we, the audience as well we because we have and that and have with other comedians. Time, you
0: know, and so obviously with my laugh, you know, it's very very rare that I sit in silence. and if you do we know that it's a really
1: bad joke what's wrong it's like what Rich didn't even laugh oh my god get rid of it get rid of it
0: yeah yeah Um, you're also part of the stand up sketch show which is back on ITB too yeah Um, how does appearing on TV differ from live stand up
1: um i mean not a lot
0: mm. gone i was just going to say does it differ
1: well with stand up sketch they um the they film it's in two sections so you film the live um bit where you're just on stage doing your stand up which yeah. they film um with a live audience so i did the last series and that had a proper live audience um because it was pre um covid um so that is basically like a normal gig they're just filming it
0: yeah yeah.
1: um but the bit that differs is because um they need to get a clean audio of it you have to record your set without an audience before the live show to silence oh it's just the film crew and you on stage doing 20 minutes dying on your ass and then so that they can hear like they're not allowed to laugh so that they can hear nothing goes over the top of what you're saying wow. so it that's pretty excruciating but because I'd done it the first time then when I came to the other series the most recent one I, I was prepared and also because um, it was in the middle of the pandemic so we'd all been doing a lot of Zoom gigs which are very similar to that yeah, where yeah, there's just yeah. silence yeah, and yeah. you learn to just find your own confidence without having that laughter to reassure you so i think i found it easier the second time because of that um but then the other part of it is the sketch part which i just loved it was so much fun to just be being silly and to be acting out you know a a story a joke that you'd created and seeing it come to life and and also working with other comedians and being in their scenes yeah 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 yeah
0: there's yeah, m- much more a of a, playing the different yeah parts. and
1: that's what's yeah. nice about the show everyone yeah. makes little cameos yeah, in each yeah, other's yeah. things and there's a nice collaborative feel whereas obviously with stand-up you're very very solitary yeah, you yeah, know it's just yeah. you on the stage and it can feel quite competitive because yeah. of that whereas with something like this it felt um yeah more more just friendly and fun
0: well, it's a it's a deserved hit, and um, I absolutely love it. So uh, I hope to see a lot more of it on TV. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's it's a wonderful show. Um, yeah. do, do you have any ambitions as a comedian? Would you like your own TV show? Would you like to play the O2? I mean, these are obviously <laughs> no. Yes. I'd hate to play the
1: O2. <laughs> I will turn it down.
0: Oh right, right. No, <laughs> yeah. <don't>. yeah. <laughs> so obviously. Um, I don't know whether i like that
1: question myself because no i I mean i i kind of i'm still like quite early on so i'm kind of like i you know any opportunities that i get i i take and um i just want to see where my career goes i mean i definitely feel like since doing stand-up sketch i really enjoy the sketch side of it um and and that you've written something and it's come to life so during this lockdown, I've done loads of sitcom writing courses and I've right. sort of started to think about maybe doing that and trying to push that side of it. Cause I do really like the acting yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and the working together. So I'm more, I'm more open to that than I, than I was before. Um, so that well, would be
0: great. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure everybody says that. that I'd love to
1: have I my think, own sitcom. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think, I, th- I, th- I think that would be great. Really good. Um, who are your favorite comedians past and present?
1: Um, I really have admired um, Amy Schumer's rise. I think because she was so famous, she broke into my kind of sphere before I even was doing stand-up comedy, if you see what I mean. Because once you're in the stand-up comedy world, you know a lot more um, comedians and different levels of comedian and um, from all around the world. But I think when you're just... um, living your life (laughs) Um, not many stand-ups really come into weren't coming into my brain Um, but I loved Amy Schumer's Rise because she had that sketch show as well inside Amy Schumer
0: that That I loved
1: and I just and I felt like she was the first comedian I'd seen that um, I could see myself being like I that whole talking about sex and being confident and, and being self-deprecating, but not in the way that I'd seen it so much yeah, um,
0: yeah.
1: in comedy. But she, because she was like owning it, and um, and I just yeah, I thought
0: she was amazing. I love she Sarah Silverman brilliant. as well. Yeah. You love who? Sorry sarah silverman oh she's superb as well yeah 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 really great the reason why i ask it is that um in my blog there's a section called the ones that got away and i've and i've written about 25 comedians who i would love to have seen who have either passed on or i just haven't had a chance to see and in there's the likes of um dave allen mike reed um Norman Wisdom Morecambe and Wise they're mm. all they're all 70s 80s ones but but the memories that they have for me as well it's wonderful that that um comedians um always pinpoint particular acts that have inspired them and it's fascinating to listen to that answer
1: Mm, mm. yeah Yeah, i mean and i guess what you mean about seeing people that have gone is that you won't be able to see them live yeah so you must love that live element what worries me now is that that's gonna
0: go well i'm just Um, gonna i'm just moving on to that because um obviously 2020 has been very strange year for everybody and now and into now 2021 how have you found online gigs as opposed to live gigs and what do you think the future is of comedy
1: god I wish I knew (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
1: do you like doing online online gigs like Mm. (laughs) Um, I can't sit here and lie to you Richard Um, no I don't really like them Hmm. To be honest, I just—it's just that you, you—you you learn your craft, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you go yeah. and get all your hours in, and you get—and you feel like you're understanding how to do your job. Yes. Yeah. And then this happened, and yeah. it was like everybody was back to square one. Suddenly we were online, and then suddenly jokes that I, I had, like you know, bankers that I would use all the time, just weren't working right online, and I couldn't figure out why and you know you just don't get that buzz from it that you do being on stage and there's something about you having a microphone and you being there and the audience being there and I don't know just I just love that and um and it's taken me yeah a while to kind of figure out the zoom gig I still haven't figured it out I don't think I see um a friend of mine, Esther Minito and she she's done so many Zoom gigs, and she's just
0: she's great. Coming on here. She's
1: great, and we've worked together a lot yeah. over the year, writing and doing sketches and yeah. stuff. But she's just figured them out, and she can just smash a Zoom gig, and I think that's actually quite rare at the moment. I think everyone's a bit like me, just sort of like a bit hit and miss with them. Yeah, but there can be some really lovely things. I mean, the fact that people. just in their living rooms and it's quite informal um there's this really chatty kind of intimate feeling Mm. when people turn their cameras on that's the other (laughs) thing if they're just a blank screen then it's really hard to know whether anyone's enjoying themselves
0: or if anyone's even looking at you. you i totally agree with you i i think it's the best substitute uh if if there was no comedy at all i don't know how i'd have got through lockdown personally so it's, so it's a yeah. very good substitute, but for me you can't beat live because you, know, yeah. you never know what's going to happen with live. That's, that's the magical thing. The, yeah. first, the first three or four um, gigs I watched online, there was no audio. So I was just sitting here laughing at these four walls. I thought I was gonna be taken away. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbours were knocking on the wheel. <laughs> really? <laughs> and then of course the audio came on and, and it, it it was better, but um no yeah. you can't I love uh I, I really miss going to um a comedy club on a Saturday night or a weekend and just really enjoying myself. It, and please, yeah. It's please. the
1: whole event,
0: isn't it? It's yeah, going. It is, and... it is. It is. Um, like me, do you go to a lot of comedy gigs as a member of the audience? Um, no. <laughs> That's another question I think I'm going to drop. Every one of them said no. <laughs> really? I think you just get so sick of
1: them because you have to do so many. Like okay. when you first start, you just gigging all the time. You're like, on your day off, you're like, I can't think of anything worse <laughs> going somewhere and laughing. Disgusting. <laughs> even, even I
0: can't do seven nights a week. I tell you, <laughs> I'm doing my best. But no, yeah. no, no, um, no. But okay. it is nice to go and watch Friends. Yes, like yeah. when
1: everyone's getting up, getting ready for Edinburgh. That yeah, was yeah. nice. Going to see yeah. other people's um, work in progress shows because it's also like you can just sit and enjoy yourself and not um, be worried about anything that you're yeah. going to do. And yeah. it's really nice to see how everyone's show is developing, and they're all so different as well. Yeah, so you yeah, feel, yeah, I think, cool. less. Yeah. Like we're all competing, and it's like everyone's got completely different ideas about what they want to do in yeah, their show, and that's yeah, great and yeah. interesting. And
0: if if you're on a bill of acts, do you stay and watch all the acts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, I love your it
1: honesty. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. It depends. I mean, I'm yeah. very. I love my dog and I, know, I, yeah, yeah. I often just want to get home and of
0: just course. be with her. You're, you're not um, alone, I tell you what I said. Um, just before we go and I've so much enjoyed this um, is there do. anything else you would like to say? Uh, have you got any online gigs? I know you've got your podcast with um, Esther Manito, the Clueless podcast. Um, oh,
1: that's not actually a podcast. No. Um, it's a online podcast. Um, show that you can just watch when we do it or afterwards we should have made a podcast out of it
0: you're right i don't but we, know technology i we don't haven't. The <laughs> <laughs> what a is show. a podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know i should we are we are creating a podcast at the moment but we haven't released it yet right. um so i don't want to say should i say uh-
0: well, um, no, it's up to you.
1: No, well, no, it's it's, it probably will be out by the time this is out. So um, it's called Ghastly Women. Um, Fantastic title. Uh, about horrible women
0: through, oh, but, yeah, throughout history such, that and that today. Brilliant. <laughs> um, uh, and where can people find you on the socials?
1: Um, so Instagram is mainly how I let people know what I'm doing. So that is um, at Lily Phillips Comedy. Right. Um. I've also got a Facebook page, and I've got a website that I made, but I've haven't looked at it in about six months. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. But <laughs> I w- It was too depressing. There was nothing. It was like, <laughs> what, what's Lily up to? Nothing. She's staring at the wall. So when, yeah, I think the last thing I put up was that I was going to Edinburgh, and this was my show that I was doing, and it had my preview dates. Um, and then and then I just <laughs> closed it down. Well, but it is still there.
0: Um, I, for I'm one, on will and... come and see you definitely at Edinburgh when you're yeah. doing your hour because I, th- I think you're an enormous talent. I really do. I've said this before to you. to you. Whenever I see you, you always make me laugh out loud, and I wish you every success. I really oh, do.
1: Thank you, Richard. Thank That's you so, so lovely. much for
0: doing this. And Thanks all the for the having me. I really enjoyed
1: it.
0: Thank you.